Recording should be good. Okay, so uh, welcome back, guys, to our 13th session of the Ophion Chronicles. Uh, I have three major points of order to go through. Um, the first being, uh, obviously, uh, Commander Beckett is unavailable this week, uh, so that's why you're not going to see him during the session. Uh, the second announcement uh, is something my players already know the answer to. Um, but basically, uh, we had 12 guest, uh, 12 plus guest applications, and uh, I finally was able to come to a decision. Uh, the guest character slot will be filled uh, by one Lieutenant Commander Matic from the Arcadia group. Uh, I did not make this decision lightly, and it was really hard to get narrow down applicants. Uh, so hopefully, there's no hard feelings. And I did want to thank all 12 plus of you that applied. Uh, it's it's really neat to see that level of community engagement. Um, the probably the most important announcement at the top of the session is we're going to try keyword try uh, to do full ship combat rules. By that I mean um, unless we introduce other ships or if we uh, need to crunch it for time, uh, we're going to do the full damage rules, the full action rules. Uh, everything that you would expect from a three-ship uh, starship combat. Now, obviously, uh, this is our first time doing full-on ship combat, so uh, we're going to get some things wrong, and it's likely that we're going to miss some things. Uh, all I ask is that if you're in chat, uh, be very polite if you need to correct us, um, and that I might not also be looking at chat when I'm going through this. So... Uh, basically, uh, what happens, happens. Uh, hopefully we don't spend too long in it, but for all we know, for all I know, we could spend the entire session in combat. We'll see. Uh, I'll try to keep things interesting. Um, so unless anyone has any announcements of their own, uh, let's do the captain's log and see where we go from there. Captain's log 5508.2. As we investigate this sector of space, it becomes ever clearer that the Romulans are attempting to implicate Starfleet in the destabilization of the Gorion Star using Trilithium-based weaponry. The commander of the IRW, Intrakthu, seems to have set her mind to dissuade us from uncovering the truth, apparently willing to resort to violence. I must attempt to de-escalate the situation, but fear that combat is inevitable. Okay. So, uh, where we last left off, uh, kind of as a uh, reminder, uh, the Intraku was uh, powering its weapons array and was beginning to lock onto the Ophion. It hasn't fired yet, um, but there are definite signs on sensors that it's in the process of doing so, or it might be doing so. So, I wanted to give you guys as players, uh, basically, uh, I'm going to set a timer here. Uh, I'm going to give you five minutes uh, to try and de-escalate the situation. And it's possible. Uh, we could very well skip Starship Combat if you roll well and have good arguments. Uh, but I am going to put a time limit on it just so we don't spend too long. And All timer right. will start now. All right. Raise shields. Red alert. Okay. Shields go up. Red alert. Hail them, Captain. Hail, the ca and hail, the hail their commander. Okay, uh, so Panek, you attempt to raise uh, Commander Mevka, and you're not getting any response. There's no response to our hails, Captain. Very well. Broadcast on a wide frequency that if they choose to pursue the course of violence, that they may be declaring an act of war against the Federation. 
I would prefer not to engage in combat, but I'm more than willing to defend the Federation's honor here. Aye, Captain. Alright, so the, the wide band goes out, and the only reply you get is from the Husnageb, your Klingon bird of prey friend. And it is the very stereotypical Klingon, today is a good day to die. Yeah, no, been there, done that, don't want to do it again. I, I intend to live. Very well. Um, Captain Shields at full. Thank you. Uh, tactical. Uh, what is their uh, ship capabilities against ours? Uh, Shatsu looks at her screen for a moment and replies, uh, They've got some pretty hefty disruptor banks, sir. Uh, I recommend staying either at long range uh, so that we're out of range of their disruptor banks or we remain at long range. Uh, of course, I think the Ophion can take a, a hit or two. Uh but as you can see, sir, they're, they are a larger ship than we are. Very well. If they want to keep it, if they think they can take us one to one, then I think they are probably going to be in for a surprise. Let's engage multi-vector assault mode. See if they're, see if three Ophions can scare them off. Okay. So uh, the way MVAM works. Uh, is uh, the task here is going to be uh, Sona and the ship. Uh, so who would like to roll for the ship uh, for the rest of combat, or should I just nominate someone? I can. Uh, I should probably, we should probably nominate someone, just to make it simpler. I, I heard I Panek. Beckett. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nominate Beckett, who's not here. Uh, yeah, Panek, if you don't mind doing the, the ship, that'd be great. Um... Who, would anyone like to roll for Sona, or do you guys mind if I roll for Sona for this? Yeah, you can roll for Sona. Go okay. For it. So, uh, for the ship then, Panek, uh, you're going to be rolling uh, Control plus Con, and Sona will be rolling a, also a, or sorry, you're rolling a Computers plus Con, and Sona is <laughs> doing Control plus Con. So, Sona, Control plus Con, plus Con... She does have a two dice pool. She does an applicable focus. All right, what do we got? Uh, you got two successes, which is what you need. So the Ophion splits into three. And uh, give me a moment as I shuffle some tokens around here. Um, let's see, token layer. Now, obviously, uh, this, this is a good opportunity to mention what people are seeing on screen. So... Uh, this is an idea I have stolen from somebody else in the community with their blessing. And basically it, the way, as you can see, it works is there are three rings. And uh, obviously the first ring is close range, second is medium, third is long. Anything beyond that is extreme. And as ship parts move about, I'll move tokens into their appropriate ring. Um, so for the moment, uh, the Ophion splits into three and uh, assumes a offensive, defensive? Uh, surround them. Okay, so you want to... Uh... Uh, alpha, alpha stays on nose, nose to nose. Uh, gamma and Beta take flank. Okay. Um, order the Klingons to stay behind the... Uh, order the Klingons to stay behind the Alpha ship, or Alpha section, and do not fire the first shot. Are each section staying at long range? Uh, how how good are our phases at long range? So it's harder uh, to hit. 
Yeah, it is harder to hit, and uh, this is a good opportunity for me to make sure everybody's on on the same board with the phasers. Uh, So you guys have phaser arrays, and the two important things are uh, you have versatile, which means every time you uh, have a successful attack, uh, you will gain two bonus momentum, which is very important. Um, the other uh, important thing to note is that arrays confer either the area or the spread effect, which you have to tell me which you want to do uh, before you fire. And spread uh, inflicts a additional hit to a random system uh, if one or more effects is rolled in the damage. Uh, area uh, doesn't really do anything for you unless other ships kind of come into combat and are nearby uh, your target. Um, where was I going with this? So, um, as Locke said, uh, if you were to try and fire phasers at long range, uh, it would be a difficulty three instead of difficulty two. Um, however, um, we have reached the end of, uh, of our five minutes. So, um, at this point, I'm going to say you haven't started to move the ship yet, and we are going to go into initiative order. Um, which you can already see I've, I've laid out uh, in the turn order box. Uh, now we're going to do this a little bit differently than we probably should because the Ophion is in three parts. Uh, just for sake of argument and to keep things simple, uh, we're going to do all three ships uh, or all three ship parts on the same turn order. Uh, that way I don't have to have like 60 Ophion things in the, in the turn order. Um, so what is Alpha doing? What is Beta doing? And what is Gamma doing? Beta and well, Gamma's going to circle around to the left. Okay. So, uh, in order to move a uh, a distance, um, you can maneuver, and that would move you medium range, uh, or uh, you could use your impulse engines, and you could move all the way up to long range. probably want to do the impulse engines then because I'm wanting to sort of circle around so it's a bit of a trek. Okay. Um, in that case uh, I would like someone uh, Marthron, why don't you do it since this is your section of the ship. Um, I'd like you to roll me uh, just 2d20 and uh, Panek, if you would roll for the ship's engines plus con. And uh, the difficulty here was a zero, so you have two successes, so you guys start with two momentum. And the gamma section of the Ophion uh, flies out to long range, and we'll say the gamma section's about there. Um, Okay, so that's gamma section. What is beta and what is alpha doing? Um, I guess I can do a beta. Okay. Um, so beta is going to do a maneuver to uh, the other flank. So that was an impulse. Yeah. So that's that's the key. Yeah. Is if you maneuver, yeah. you go up to medium range, and if you impulse, you go up to long range. Oh, um, uh, one thing I forgot to mention is uh, there is a power requirement for impulse. So gamma, you are down uh, one power. Alrighty. Um. Okay, so oh, pull out the gamma section sheet. Uh-huh. 
And I think I set it up so that your token is, uh, the blue bar is your power and your green bar is your shields. I see that for the Nerfion token, but not the, uh, the little ones. Hmm, let me, uh, let me quickly see what's going on there. Uh, ah, they, I see They do why. have the numbers, uh, there we go. Yeah, for some reason the, uh, the actual bar portion, uh, did not save. There you go. Groovy. Minimize the Ophion. Yeah, no, we got to keep the Ophion on board because yeah, that's, that's how we see. Current five down to four. There we go. All right. So, okay. Captain, you were saying uh, you're going to uh, maneuver or impulse? Uh, impulse to long. Okay. Which I believe was a 2d20 roll. Uh, this I'm time. Just gonna, I'm yeah. just going to go chuck a blanket over the bird's cage. Which okay. Is getting a little chatty. Uh, so again, just roll me a 2d20. Uh, the magic number here is below a 13. And, uh, Panek, ooh, very nice. Uh, Panek, if you would also roll me another, uh, engines plus con. Okay, so that is one, two, three, four, four, you guys have maxed momentum. Nice. Awesome. And that knocks power down from five to four, correct? Correct. And back. Cool. Welcome back. Um, just as a... Whenever you get the chance, I know you're busy maybe during break, uh, rename mm -hmm. the character sheets for Ophion Section 1, 2, and 3 to match Alpha, Beta, Gamma. I can do that right now. Be appreciated. Thank you. Alright, there's Alpha. There's Beta. And Gamma. There you go. Sorry, I, I, didn't, I didn't remember or to change that beforehand, but hopefully that's better. Thank you, thank you. All right. Uh, so that's beta section. What is alpha section doing? Mm. Well, we hold... yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, you're just... I was going to say your original orders was for it to kind of keep yeah, where it just, is. Just sort of stay nose to nose with the thing. Uh, can I attempt to signal jam right now? Uh, you can, indeed, yes. So, uh, as you probably can guess, uh, well, you do have to be within medium range. So, you would have to spend your action to maneuver up to a, uh, at least medium range. What's your call on that, Captain? Uh, well, getting closer allows them to hit us easier, but at the same time, it allows us to hit them easier, too. Um, go for it. Let's see how this plays out. All right, well, I'll maneuver in the medium range. Okay, so we'll just move you up one zone. And uh, the alpha section is now, you know, two two zones away, so they're at medium. Beta and gamma are at close range. And that is the top of the round for the Ophion. Uh, next up is our lovely friends, the Romulans. So the Romulans obviously don't get three actions because they're just one ship. Uh, and what they are going to do is they are going to attempt uh, evasive action. And I have a handy macro already set up for this. So, uh, wow. They, uh, they fail pretty hard. Ha! Yeah, they... Uh, that, that's, that's just sad. Must be a rookie helmsman. Wow. They all... That, that... It, wow. Okay. I, I, I guess... <laughs> how common knowledge is it that the Prometheus is a multi-vector... Assault ship. Probably not. To the, the If I recall the episode right, the only Romulans that found that out were killed or taken prisoner. Yeah, they're, they're, I, I would imagine they might have a very high level idea of MVAM, 
but this it's might be one of the one times. Thing it's another thing to watch a ship split into three and start surrounding you. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's definitely not something that the the captain or the the officers on this bridge might have been prepared for. All right. Uh, so that's the Romulans. They failed horribly. Uh, the Husnageb is going to spend its turn uh, getting up into close range. So this is a little is bit that, tricky, but... Is that just how a Klingon do? Yep. So they fly up into close range. And we come back around to the Ophion. Um, how do I want to handle this? Uh, let's continue doing the three, sh the three sections on the same turn. So which, which section would like to go first? Block hmm. uh, wouldn't mind scanning for weakness. Okay. Uh, you are, uh, let me double check, uh, scanning for weakness. Uh, you would have to do it from close range, but I'll say you could do it from the gamma or the beta section. Okay. Uh, just let me know which section you're doing it from. I'm doing it from gamma section. Okay. Ooh, then, I, then I can make that roll. Yes. Uh, so, uh, Locke, I think you already know you're going to do a control plus science at a difficulty of one. And Gamma Section will assist with sensors plus security. Alrighty. Feel free to spend momentum. We've got lots of it. Yeah, as I was gonna say, you guys have full momentum at the moment. Oh. Yeah, I probably should have. Okay, I'm gonna roll an extra do that one more time. Okay. Should I have a specific uh, plus security ship, ship sheet open? Uh for you I think you're just gonna have to juggle uh, which sheet is open. This might, uh, yes, yeah, so three dice. Oh, for me. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to take threat here instead of the complication. Uh, it's control science, correct? Uh, it and is I control science. I an extra one, so I can re-roll one. Well, let's see if you get your momentum back. Because I have to be cautious, right? Uh, yeah, you can re-roll. You've got cautious. This this would apply. Uh, is it a die or two die? I think it's a die. I believe it's just one. Yeah. All right, you're you're nice. back at full. Cautious continues to be the MVP. Yeah. That skill um, is amazing. Let's see. Is there anything extra? No. Scan for weakness. So just note that the next time, I'm going to say this applies to all of Ophion. Uh, anytime any section of the Ophion attacks, uh, you have the piercing two quality. Which means my basically minus two target resistance per effect rolled, uh, and uh, basically it's it's a good thing. You you want to see effects. All right, uh, so that's gamma section, uh, beta and alpha section. I guess I'm going to attempt the signal jam since we spent the action to get closer. Okay, uh, you're doing this from alpha section, I believe. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, for signal jamming, uh, this is a power requirement of one. And uh, your task would be control plus engineering. And alpha section will assist with communications plus security. Now, the important thing here is you get to choose a difficulty. And it's one, two, or three. And that's the difficulty, if you succeed that the Romulans would have to break uh, in order to get outside of your jamming. How much momentum do we have? You have full momentum at the moment. Then I think I'll go with three and then spend the momentum. Okay. That's still two, uh, 2d20 on the dice board, right? 
Uh, that would be 3d20 total for you. Uh, would Starfleet Protocols focus come in into play? Um, I'm going to say no because you're jamming a Romulan ship. Okay, uh, and then Alpha Section might get you the success you need. Okay, uh, let me double check my notes here. Uh, so, uh, do, do, do. Uh, nope, none of the momentum spends will help you here. So yeah, uh, Panek, you try to go for gold and jam the, uh, the Intraku's, uh, communications, but either, uh, you're just, you're not quite in range, uh, enough to jam them properly, or, uh, they were somewhat prepared for e-warfare, and your, your signal jamming has little to no effect, as far as you can tell. And then that just leaves beta section of the Ophion. Well, we do have piercing. We opening salvo. I'd rather not fight. I'd rather not sh fire first. They they already fired and missed. Did, did they shoot at? No, they went evasive action. Oh, they went evasive action. Yeah, yeah. So they haven't shot yet. Um. I don't have a good task. I mean, Can we hold Yeah, because Gamma Section has power to regenerate, but that's basically it. I mean, yeah, just regenerate the power then. Okay. Uh, so regenerating power is pretty easy. Um, yeah. The, uh, let's see, Beta Section doesn't have Mirthrin, so go ahead and roll me 2d20. Again, the magic number is 13. I'll do the that. difficulty is two. Is there a task Ooh. for a tractor beam? Uh, there is a task for tractor beam, yes. So let's see. Um, we do get to an assist with structure plus engineering on beta. So let's roll beta. Well, let's see. For power management, uh, the ship does not assist. Oh, sorry. I'm thinking I was reading regenerate shields. My bad. Ah, no, it's okay. Uh, so yeah, unfortunately, you don't regen the uh, the bit of power. Um, so that's the Ophion's turn. Mm -hmm. uh, next up, we have the Romulans. So the Intraku uh, sees that it has the uh, IKS uh, Husnageb. Uh, quite literally, uh, off its starboard bow, or is that is that port off its port bow, uh, and it will attempt to fire its weapons. So uh, let's see how they do. Uh, they indeed fail. So the Intraku uh, fires at the Husnageb, and they are these great green uh, dis bursts of disruptor fire, and either because the uh, tactical officer of the Intraku is an idiot or the Husnageb is just that good at evading fire, uh, the disruptor fire just sails harmlessly past the bird of prey. And now... <laughs> and uh, now we have the Husnageb. And uh, the Husnageb, uh, having been fired at, will happily uh, meet... Uh, the challenge. Or will it? 
I don't think it does, unfortunately. So, <laughs> oh my god, these rules are horrible. So the, the Husnigeb, very similar to the Romulans, uh, fires its own disruptors and misses completely. Uh, even though it's like right next to the stupid ship, they miss completely. Oh, hang on, I've lost sound. Um, We're going to have to teach these guys how to aim. Yeah, I, I feel like there, there needs to be a school on aiming here. Or they're just they're hitting and it's just like bouncing off the shield. Top, shield top marks for enthusiasm. Yeah. Hey, they tried. That's what matters. All right, we come back around to the Ophion. Well, they've shot at our ally poorly, but they still shot at our ally. We have we have our excuse. Yep. Um, shoot to dis uh, shoot to disable. I want them running. I want to chase them off, not destroy them. All right. Uh, gamma section will fire its weapons. So this is where the MVAM rules are going to come into play. Uh, if you guys do want to attack all at the same time, then that's where we'll do the MVAM rules. Um, obviously, you can opt to do it three different attacks, but I well, let me let me double check what I wrote down. Uh, do, do. I'm going to say if you do a if you attack, you do it as a group. Um, rather than getting three separate attacks, because that'll get a little bit crazy. Cool. Uh, in that case, I will instead scan for weakness from Gamma, because that'll set up piercing two, because that's about to disappear. Okay. So it's uh, my next turn, so it yes. should still work. It sh you should still have it for for Locke, since Locke's next turn is until next round, or oh, okay. like the whole round. Right. Um, well, in that case, well, I guess we can just do a coordinated attack then. Sure. Okay. Uh, who's on tactical? Uh, Shatsu is on tactical. Uh, would anyone like to roll for Shatsu, or would you like me to roll for Shatsu? I can roll for Shatsu. Okay. Uh, Shatsu's is uh, pretty... Shatsu. Uh, let, me, let me double check. Uh, so Shatsu is pretty easy. Uh, she's going to fire using control plus security. Uh, I believe she has an applicable focus. Shipboard tactical systems? Oh yeah, she's got the focus. Uh, and I'll spend a momentum. Okay. And then, nice. uh, Panek, since you're doing the ship, if you could do me a weapons plus security, please. For the whole ship now section? Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the score should be the same. Weapons and what was the second one? Uh, it should be, uh, weapons plus security. So you, you guys just have a lot of... Well, let me count how much extra momentum you've got. One, two, three, four. If I count correctly, you guys have four bonus momentum that is over your cap. Can we spend that immediately? Yes, you can. Uh, and in fact, uh, let me read you what you can do with this. Uh, so uh, you can increase the damage... Uh, of the attack, and it costs uh, one momentum per one challenge die. Uh, you can apply a penetration effect, uh, which would ignore resistance, and that is also uh, one resistance per momentum. Uh, you could choose to re-roll uh, any number of challenge die from the attack. Um, you could uh, remove power uh, from the ship. That's nasty. Uh, so there's there's a lot of things you can do. 
at the moment. I think In fact, do, what do I'll do is I'll... Do like I mean, one for extra damage, one for piercing resistance, and one for draining power? I think we got lots of um, penetration already. I think we should just do a, a couple for bonus damage and a couple for power. Okay. Draining yeah, because we do have piercing too. So. Bring their power seems like the way to go because if they suddenly find their ship disabled, they, they're more willing to probably, you know, talk communicate. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Okay. Uh, so the other thing I forgot to, to ask uh, before we roll challenge die here is um, what specific system would you be aiming for, if any? Um, uh, weapons, I'd assume? Yeah, weapons and then engines. Okay. So, uh, you already have Piercing 2 uh, from the Scan for Weakness. Uh, because you are using MVAM and all three sections are assisting, uh, you get three more. So, you're at Piercing 5 at the moment. That's really good. Uh, so, who would like to roll uh, the damage for this? Uh, how many d6s am I rolling? Uh, you would be rolling uh, the alpha section's uh, weapons, which I believe for alpha is... Let me double check. Uh, you would be rolling six. Six challenge die. Alrighty. So, phaser arrays. Uh, on spread, of course, because there aren't any other ships around. Yeah. Uh, applicable focuses, yes? Uh, you should just need to roll challenge die, not, uh, not an actual task. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, like, I clicked the little symbol next to the challenge dice. Oh, no, 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 don't, don't do it that way. That way the sheet tries to roll, like, the entire attack. <laughs> okay, so just six challenge dice. Yep. 66. Well, um, I, I actually forgot here, so... If I if I had it correctly, you were doing two bonus damage with your momentum and two power loss. Was that yep. right? Did it? Did that I get that right? right? What I heard. Okay, it's then it would be eight challenge die, not six. Eight d six. Oh boy, let's roll this. It actually looks like it's just plus one damage, not plus one challenge die. Oh, that doesn't look too bad. Okay. Uh oh boy. Now I have to remember what each roll does. So threes and fours are blank. Uh, sixes are effects, and uh, twos are twos. So that's a total of four damage uh, with piercing five, and you do get a spread effect. Okay. Uh, for re reference, Bishop, there is a challenge die macro. Uh, I don't know if you see it or not. I think I set it to global. Um uh let me Bottom see left. if I can macros dex rollable t challenge dice. Oh yeah, I see. Yeah. It. Okay. Just just for future, we we can work with this though. So, um, you uh, are gonna do four bits of damage uh, and two bits of power loss from the Intraku. Um, so let me do some math here. So they take that much to their shields, that much to their power. So, uh, to narratively explain what just happened, the Alpha section, Beta section, and Gamma section, uh, very reminiscent to what happened in Voyager's episode, uh, is in a coordinated attack pattern, they swoop around, below, under 
uh, over and fire uh, a coordinated attack with their phaser arrays along the Entraku's uh, weapon arrays. And uh, you score what is uh, about a glancing blow, but you modulate the phasers in such a way that uh, you do read a nominal power loss from the Entraku. And all sections are minus one power. That's right. how I'm going to rule that. Now I'm just going to fiddle with the challenge dice macro to make sure I know how it works. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All right, so... Oh, yeah, so that would have been that roll if I'd done it with the macro. Cool. Yeah. Okay. What's their current power? Because the uh, Ophion Alpha token isn't... Uh... I just dropped yeah. it. By, I think it's at four. I just dropped it there. Uh, are you editing the red bar or the blue bar? Um, red. Anything. Was that bad? Uh, red bar is for me, and that's just the scale of the ship. Oh, sorry. So Five, one, one power from each section? Go. Yes, one power from each section, and that would be the blue bar. So Gamma's down to three. Sound of four. And Beta's down to three as well. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to rule that's the Ophion's turn. Uh, the Entraku's up. And uh, they have already fired this round, but, uh, and I did double check this, uh, they can attempt it once more with an added difficulty. So that's what they're going to do. They sound desperate. Uh, actually, I think they make it. Yeah, they actually make it uh, with that one. So uh, what's going to happen is, is the Intraku uh, once again fires at the Husnegeb. And uh, the Husnegeb can't get out of the way in time. This time it seems that the Intraku's aim is true. So let's see how many challenge die uh, happen here. Oh, boy. Well, it was good knowing you, Husnegeb. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Okay. How? No, no. Okay, that's what? Five effects? So that's five additional damage. That's, what, 13 if I can math properly? Yeah. Okay, uh, so that we, those playing at home can keep track. Uh, the Husnegeb has a resistance of three, so that's ten total damage. So the Husnegeb is going to lose all of its shields and is going to suffer two breaches. And uh, I'm going to roll just to see which systems were hit. Nine. Nine would be the sensors. Not a bad, not a, not a bad hit. <laughs> uh, so, uh, the Husnegeb sensors are damaged. Uh, let me just make a note of that. Aren't Klingon sensors just like a window they can look out of? <laughs> You're not wrong. You're really not. Uh, let me double check. If the number of breaches equals to half the scale of the ship. Uh, require, yeah, increases the difficulty of all tasks uh, that involve or assisted by the ship's sensors by plus two. Uh, and any attacks the ship makes increase in difficulty by plus one. And the difficulty repair this is three. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to give them a nice little red circle to symbolize that. So uh, the, uh, we'll say the area uh, near where the wings of the bird of prey is struck by the disruptor fire. And you see that several decks have been opened up into space and that it is, uh, it is sealed off by emergency force fields. But 
even without needing to coordinate with the, the Husni Gab, you can tell that uh, that was a very, very heavy hit. They they definitely suffered casualties. Um, so the Husni Gab, on its turn, is going to uh, attempt a bit of damage control. Uh, hopefully I macroed this properly, but if not, we'll just see what happens. Uh, we'll use the four from regen shields. So, uh, the Husnigeb spends its turn, uh, repairing the sensor's damage. So, good for them. They rolled well. So, that red dot, I'm going to change to a yellow dot. That way we know it's still breached, but they have fixed the sensors. And then we come back mm. around to the Ophion. Alright. Uh, so rather than the coordinated strike this time, uh, Gamma's going to... I, I don't know if this will actually have any mechanical benefit, but, you know, it makes mm -hmm. sense in the narrative. Uh, Gamma section will sort of swoop in and position itself between the Husnageb and the Intraku to defend it while it gets back on its feet, and Mithrin is going to use power management to regen power. Okay. Like so, uh, reason plus engineering. Uh, I hear a question. What is the question? Well, the direct uh, command task says it specifically says uh, an officer currently on the bridge, but mm -hmm. we've got three bridges, <laughs> <laughs> so, so I guess I, I wouldn't be able to kind of like direct someone else that's on a different section. Uh, I'll allow it. I'll allow it. It's probably. I, I think we're finding out why they didn't put the Prometheus in the core rulebook. Yes, we have found out that the Ophion is secretly the best warship ever. I mean, it was designed to be. <laughs> I can just hear Jim. If Jim watches this, he might. He retweets us. Just Jim going. Jim Johnson going through this. Like, why? Why would you do this? Oh. Anyways, uh, what was your direct task going to be? Just out of curiosity. Oh, just to help us get some more power back. Okay. Um, I'll allow it. Sure. Why not? Well, you can also tell like Locke to do that as well, because I am on the same bridge as you. Yeah, we yeah, can. I was thinking the other the other sections are are you know, they're, they have less power than we do. Yeah. All right. Can we use uh, the direct yeah. task? Uh, as commanding officer, can I use a direct order? to beta to regen power? Uh, I'll allow it, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, would this count as... Now, would my computer expertise tell apply here? I'm going to say but, no, uh, but an engineering uh, focus might. Like, yeah. if you have no, power I've, management. I've got, like, um, ship power systems as a focus. That would apply. Yeah, because it's like, hmm, this would give me a free dice, but this looks more like it's meant for the research and hacking stuff. Okay, well, it's critical on that, so that's... Is that reason plus engineering, 2d20. Uh, how much momentum are we on at the moment? I think we're maxed. Yeah, you're still maxed. Alright, I'll, I'll spend the momentum to get a third dice. Oh, and it was, uh, it's daring or control plus engineering, but if you roll reason, we'll, we'll roll with it. Oh, sorry, I'm just reading off what it says on the sheet. Ah. Uh, that's interesting. Uh, no. One of these is... I'm going to go with what the core book says. 
Uh, what does that say? Uh, daring or control plus engineering for power management. And the difficulty right, is two. Well, Alright, I will use control plus engineering. And then I, I can assist with my command. Uh, yeah, I'm going to say a presence plus command for you. Fair enough. Alright. Uh, that's a momentum spent. And a momentum well spent. <laughs> so many successes. <clears throat> oh dear. Okay. Um, Sorry, hang on. Still rolling presence. Uh, so uh, Gamma regains two power. Yeah, Gamma's back up to full full power. And <clears throat> yeah, so I critted for my roll for beta. I got a one. Oh, so I got two successes. Yeah, so beta goes up by one power. And uh, alpha, I believe, stays at four. I believe so. Okay. Uh, so that's all sections. Did we get everything? I think we did. Uh, that was just me. So what's the next? What are the other two sections doing? Well, that was be- beta also power regen. Okay, yeah. so alpha, alpha still has an action. Okay. Uh, what is what is alpha doing? What do you think our best course of action is? I kind of want to fire a photon torpedo just to see how that works. Are there shields down? Their shields no. are not down, but I do have a little bit of a blurb if you do opt to go for torpedoes. But torpedoes at close range I don't think is wise in Starfleet in Yeah, no, long-range high-yield stuff. Yeah, not a good option in this instance. Um, we could give the Hustnagab some covering fire while Gamma moves into... Uh, there we go. Shield. Agreed. Their shields are down, though, aren't they? Uh, the the Husnegeb shields are down. Uh, the Husnegeb or the Hus- yeah, sorry, the Intraku is not. Intraku still has shields. Well, if we turn um, on the Husnegeb, maybe the Kling- the Romulans will side with us and stop attacking us. <laughs> that sorry, that's going against the pretty much what the entire text of the Treaty of Kittimer says. <laughs> Just a bit. Just a joke, Captain. Yes. Treaty Treaty Accords of the Kittimer Accords, I think, say do not screw the Klingons over. Something like that. Something Anyways. like that. Anyway. Or, or, or you will have an enemy for the next 2,000 years. Yeah. That is the complete text of it. It is the very short accord. <laughs> uh, Klingons weren't known for the diplomacy abilities back then. Uh, yeah, so let's swoop in alongside with Gamma and keep the Hustigab, um covered while we just do a phaser fire on them. Rock okay. Do we have any bonuses to apply? Oh, sorry? I was wondering if we had any bonuses left to apply, like penetrating or... Uh, so here's what I, I have to say about firing, because obviously the Intraku did it, but when players do it, I got to explain. Uh, so, uh, in order to fire again, uh, you obviously have an increased difficulty... Uh, I believe the magic number is that it's an additional difficulty because you've already fired this turn, so it's an additional plus one difficulty. Um, it would only be the alpha section, uh, so you wouldn't get the benefits of MVAM. And I'm going to rule just because th- it would be OP if I didn't. Uh, you do not get the piercing damage on this attack that yep. you rolled that uh, that Locke got with his scan for weakness. Yeah, it was just a one, one off. Yeah. So you would be firing your phasers at difficulty three, um, but you 
could very well, you know. I'll spend two momentum then. Sure. Okay. Oh, I so I see. So one turn of combat is all the way through the turn order. Correct. And then when okay, cool. Yeah, and and that's something I, I probably should have mentioned. I'm keeping track of it, but you can only do uh, one type of action per total round. So one power management, one modulate shields, one scan for weakness. Basically, one from each uh, station on the bridge. Ah. Each player gets a turn. Basically, so, yeah, each each player gets a turn. So I'll roll for the Ophion, and someone rolls for Shatsu. Is she mm-hmm. on, she's on the Alpha, right? Uh, yeah, she's on Alpha. Yeah. So what's what's Shatsu rolling? Uh, Shatsu is rolling uh, control plus security. The difficulty is three, and two momentum. So, how are you splitting the two momentum? Uh, are you going to give her one die, or are you going to give the ship two die? Oh, Sorry. I would like to give her one die. Uh, if you spend two momentum, you could give both the ship and Shatsu uh, an additional die. Sounds like a plan. Sounds good. Okay. So I just roll an extra d20 for the... <laughs> oh my uh, god. <laughs> Oh my, yeah, rolling another d20 for the ship, because bonus momentum is going to be important. <laughs> okay, okay. Didn't pass, we're good. Alright, so that's one, two... That's four bonus momentum again, because why not? You know, it's just like, just blow it up. Just, just pew, 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 pew. All of the moments. All right. So, uh, obviously, you now get to roll your six challenge die from the uh, alpha section's phasers. Um, oh, no, wait. It's plus two because of versatile. So that's six bonus momentum. Jesus Christ. Okay. Um, so you have six momentum that's going to go away uh, if you don't spend it. So how would you like to spend your six momentum? Do we want to just try and drain all their power? Sure. That does seem like the most broken thing to do, so yes. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I mean, it's the most broken, but it's the most Federation thing, too. I mean, it is. So, this is interesting. Uh, So, uh, Shatsu, uh, in prime example uh, or perhaps the quintessential let's use an SAT word the quintessential uh, security slash tactical officer uh, aims very carefully for the Intraku's engines and with a dazzling display of firepower from the forward phaser arrays on alpha section uh, she is able to completely drain uh, all of the remaining power from the Intraku so the Intraku is at zero power at the moment, which means it can't do a lot of things. Um, but we'll deal with that when it's their turn. Um, I believe that's all this section. So we come around to the Intraku. So the Intraku is obviously going to attempt to do a little bit of power management, try to get some power back. And it is indeed able to get one power back. So it, it, it got one. Good, good job, Romulans. You, you can modulate Yay. power. Uh, but that's its turn. It, they spend their entire turn doing that. Uh, we come back around to the Ophion. All right. Uh, gamma section will start up with a scan for weaknesses. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to allow it because we're technically on different sections of the ship. Oh, hang on. Oh, we're, no, we're still on the same. Yeah, we're, we're still on the same. So it would be, it, you could do it. It would just be at a diff, uh, an increased difficulty. Uh, yeah, I'll go for the increased difficulty. Okay, so it's instead of uh, difficulty one, it's difficulty two. Uh, and just roll me 2d20. Uh, magic number is 13 or below. And uh, Gamma will assist with sensors plus security. Let's see how we go. I'll hold on to the momentum for now. Okay. Okay, so that's one success. Does Gamma get you any assist? We shall find out. I shall, once I actually roll it. What was the number again? Uh, it was security? sensors plus security. Sensors plus security. Uh... Do focuses apply for ships? Uh, yeah, they always count as having a focus. That makes sense. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you you try to use the gamma sensor array to scan for any sort of weakness along the uh, Intraku's hull. And, yeah, you, you just you can't seem to narrow a specific shot down. Um... So that's Gamma. What about Alpha and Beta? I well, kind of want to hail them again. <laughs> uh, hailing is a, a comms task. It is? It is. I mean, sure. I can attempt to hail if you want. Yes, please. Oh, we seem to have them outclassed, uh, com Commander. Please, let's see if they want to talk now. Uh, it doesn't require a roll. Well, it, it says it's a difficulty zero roll, but since you're already max momentum, you don't need bonus. <laughs> you, you can't, no. It just happens. So what do you want to say in your hail is, is the main question here. Uh, to the commander of the IRW in Traku, whose name I've actually forgotten. Mevka. Uh, uh, to Commander Mevka of the uh, in Traku, you currently stand outclassed. And the Federation is on to your ploy. You seem to have two options now. You can re you can return to Romulan space with your dignity intact, as well as gained intelligence on some new Starfleet technology. Or you can stay and fight and continue to witness this... Um, Fully uh, armed and operational Federation battleship. And you can stay and uh, continue to uh, witness this uh, Starfleet new Starfleet technology up close and personal. How do I want to do this? Um, let's do it this way. Uh, I'm going to give you the option here. You have six... You know what? Let's, let's do the task because bonus momentum actually might come into play here. So, uh, Pinex, since you're at, uh, you're at comms... Uh, if you could roll me a, uh, what is it, control plus engineering for yourself, and then a communications plus engineering for alpha section, and we'll see what your bonus momentum is like. Uh, can I spend a momentum on this roll? Uh, you certainly can. Because oh, engineering is not good. Well, it is, a diff it is only difficulty zero, so, you know. Oh, okay. Well, then I won't. Yeah. So just uh, 2d20 or, or 1d20? Uh, it would st it, the standard's always 2d20. 
Uh, and standard for the ship is always 1d20. Alright, so that's two bonus momentum. Uh, what about the ship? What's the roll for the ship? Uh, the ship would be communications plus engineering. Okay, so you have two bonus momentum, but this is important. So, um, best I've been able to tell for the in the rules is uh, in situations like this, uh, you are met with a near impossible task. And the example that the book gives is Janeway attempting to negotiate with the Borg. And what she has to do in the example is she has to spend two momentum to create an advantage. And that advantage then lets her roll at a difficulty five task in an attempt to negotiate with the Borg, which for you guys, you have two bonus momentum, so you could spend that two bonus momentum to create an advantage. Uh, I would love to hear ideas for what this advantage could be. And then, uh, Captain Skull, you would then do a difficulty five presence plus command uh, cool. task. Okay. Well, um, I'd say that the advantage has already been created. Um, we can put the two momentum against it. Mm -hmm. uh, the Romulans have been outpowered. Um, they've been surprised by our um, MVA technology mm -hmm. and have seen to thus far been unable to adapt their tactics accordingly. We also plus, haven't um, been, you know. So that's... Plus, yeah. They haven't attacked us, so our ship is still at full... Uh, tactical capability. And we also have evidence that the Romulans are in the wrong and have been framing the Federation. Yeah. They're already embarrassed. Yeah. So that's the advantage. Pretty much we pwned them in almost every way conceivable. Okay. Um, so that's the two bonus momentum spent. Mm -hmm. uh, so this will be a task five presence plus command. Yes, and okay. uh, it's because it, it is important. You have six momentum, uh, yeah. which you could spend all of it to get three die. You could mm -hmm. spend three of it to get two die, or one of it to get one die. Plus um, determination. Yeah, plus determination if you choose to do determination. I don't really have a good uh, determine a good value for it. Could you challenge one? Familiar with that? If you find yeah. one that, that you can cross off and say that you're you're fighting that value, you're you're questioning your values. Not yet, I don't believe. I have at least not one that I feel would make sense in this situation. However, um, let's see. I can spend. Yeah, let's do that. And because I'm at persuading someone to de-escalate or not resort to violence. Mm -hmm. I get to add a bonus d20 to that. Okay. Yeah. So let's do this. Let's blow. If everyone's okay, I want to try blowing all momentum. Do it. I'm okay with that. Okay. Oh, Presence. We seem to be acquiring it like it's going out of style, so. So that brings it to a full 5d20. As a great captain once said, fortune favors the bold. <clears throat> let's see. Here's that. There's that. Okay, that's only five. I get to add one more because of my uh, command. Okay. Because of my talent. 
the macro only allows up to five at once. Mm. Wonder why. I think five is actually the maximum amount of dice you can ever roll. There is a maximum. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's actually ah. hard-coded in the rules. You can only ever have maximum oh. five dice. So what okay, I'll what? say then is you only had to spend three momentum instead of the full six. So you still okay. have three momentum floating. Okay. So we have three of that. Um, I'm going to use my cautious command to oh. reroll 1d20. Okay. Uh, let's try that again. Booyah. Wow. Nice. So I think this goes without saying that we're out of combat for many reasons. I want to hear Skull's speech to the Romulans, though. Yeah, I do want to hear this. I do want to hear the full speech. Oh, I kind of gave it. Okay. Um, what, What would you add to your speech, if anything? When you re- when you make your report to the Romulan Senate of w- of your encounter with the USS Ophian, be sure to include how we saw through the Romulans' ploy to implicate Starfleet with Trilithium-based weaponry. Starfleet does not condone such weaponry, nor is it in the process of developing or testing such weaponry. And should the Romulans continue such actions, uh, it could be seen as a hostile act within not only within this sector of space, but within the entire Alpha and Gamma Quadrant accordingly. Okay. So there is about 30 seconds of silence, and you're starting to wonder if they're going to reply. And then finally the view screen activates, and you see a very... Even for a Romulan, uh, you know, they, they're, they're more emotive than a, a Vulcan might be. But they still like to try and keep their composure. But you can tell that this woman is definitely either distraught or just is aghast at what has happened. And she says, well, Captain Skull, it appears that we are outmatched. We are at your humble mercy. Do your crew require any medical attention? Just a... (laughs) She, like, her eye twitches a little bit, and she says, No, we are fine here. Thank you. Very well. Um, if you would like, we could escort you back to Romulan territory, or you can follow the ion trails that came from and back to Romulan territory if you're lost. But please make due haste back to your own space. So, oh, the shade. So Shatsu, uh, very quietly so that the Romulans doesn't hear, she says, Um... Sir, they're, I, I did a number on their engines. They're, they're not going anywhere. We, we might have to track to them. Very well. Um, how, are the Kling, how are the Klingons doing? Uh, sir, they're, they, uh, they seem to be flying, uh, but their sensors are down. They, they have been damaged quite a bit. <sighs> Very well. Um, rejoin. Uh, is the commander, uh, the Romulan commander, still on screen? Yep. Good. Um, very well. Um, well, since the Romulans are, their engines are in need of repair, rejoin the ship together, um, set the tractor beam to repel, and let's just give the Romulans a nudge back towards their space and let inertia take over. They'll, their, uh, engineer, their engineers are rather capable from what I've seen. Uh, our focus should be on our allies, the Klingons. Oh, dear. All right. Uh, for shits and giggles... And because, why not? Let's just get more momentum. 
Um, I, I like. I, I think. Oh, oh no, it's a command handles the tractor beam. Well, no, it's uh, it's a tactical roll for the uh, the tractor beam. Okay. Um, but since we're out of combat, so we'll say that the uh, let me just move some tokens around here. So that's you guys go back to this, and I can put these away. Uh, we'll put the Husnagevin close. We'll put this at medium. Okay, uh, so again, for shits and giggles, uh, Shatsu would be rolling a control plus security. Uh, the entire Ophion ship would be assisting with structure plus security. And the difficulty here is two. Alrighty. Uh, do we want to spend momentum just to make sure it actually works? Sure. Alright, 3d20. Um, hmm. Does shipboard tactical systems apply here? I'll allow it. Why not? Yeah. Okay. okay. And what about the ship? I, I, I would have been a little incredulous if another two popped up. Uh, what's the rules for the ship? Uh, the rule for the ship is structure plus security. Okay, so you guys are at two momentum overall, and I'm going to note that down so that we don't forget. Usually Becca does it, so... Um, so yeah, uh, how hard of a push do you want to give them? Do you just want to give them, like, the most embarrassing nudge? Or do you want to give them such a shove that it, uh, it will get them into space pretty quickly? Get them out of here. Yeah, let's just... Let's shove them with a bit of force, just as a final show of. You know, not not enough to just not enough to wreck their ship, but yeah. Okay, uh, Jester, correct me if I'm wrong, but most tractor beams are scale minus one. Yeah, correct. So okay. be four. Yeah. So I'm gonna do it this way for shits and giggles. Uh, roll me four challenge die. Oh, sorry. I'll roll six. How how many challenge? Four challenge die. Four. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! These poor islands. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the uh, the Entraku is pushed not violently enough to cause any damage, but pretty damn forcefully back towards uh, Romulan space. And as they kind of uh, list through the the emptiness of space. Uh, it's almost comical in a way that the ship begins to turn and uh, otherwise just kind of spin in place from the force of the shove. Uh, if they didn't have inertial dampeners, they might be going through a roller coaster, a uh, bit of G-force and momentum. But, well, let's uh, hope that their engines haven't failed that badly. <laughs> but yeah, uh, for sake of argument, uh, the Entraku is off flying into space unassisted. I begin coordinating repair teams to the Husnagev, Captain. Absolutely. Uh, have Commander Beckett and Lieutenant Commander Merthrin um, prepare medic and engineering teams and transport over to assist their repairs. Aye, sir. Uh, Shatsu does speak up at this, and I apologize. I feel like I've done a lot of talking in the past hour and a half. Um, That's understandable. Uh, Shatsu does uh, raise a question. She says, uh, Sir, not to contradict your orders, but... Perhaps it would be best if we tractored the Husnegeb or did this at warp. Uh, I'm a little bit wary that there might be other Romulans in wait. 
is are is there a structural integrity is the klingon's integrity field enough to su sustain low warp uh, one moment sir and uh, she sends a basically a text message over the host Negev, and the host Negev replies uh well sir uh Commander Og says that they should be able to uh, handle up to warp five. Very well. Uh, tell them that we will engage the tractor and we shall bring them back closer to their space. Understood, sir. All right. Yep. Once, the team, once the teams are transported over, uh, engage warp five. Okay. I remember if we but... need to go faster, Captain, we could probably separate the... Uh, Gamma or beta sections off and nestle the Husnigev between those and then create a warp bubble between the two. Let's hope uh, it doesn't come to that. Yeah, sort of from the back, Mirthrin goes, I, I advise against this maneuver. <laughs> I can understand why, which is why I'm not going to order such a maneuver unless it's absolutely necessary. Nice thinking, though, Locke. That's, that's some really good thinking. That's why he's science officer. Yeah. Um, the captain, now that the adrenaline of combat is over, the captain's just going to let out a massive sigh and just crumple into his chair and just go, good work, everyone. Nice work indeed. I do need to update my will now. I, I, I just realized I haven't done that in a while. And... <laughs> Very well. All, all departments submit after-action reports. Um... I was going to say something else. I forgot what it was. Oh well, I'm sure it wasn't important. And let us know. Let me know when we're back in more friendlier territories. I'm going to prepare a long-winded, diplomatic-heavy report to uh, Admiral Thesso. Okay. And Mithrin hops over to the Husnagib with a, sort of a standard complement of repair supplies. Okay. Um... Let me see. How do I want to handle Mirthrin's repairs? Um, so, Mirthrin, we can do this one of two ways. Um, we can either say that you are very broadly making sure that the underlings you take over are doing a good job, and that would be a presence plus engineering. Uh, or, uh, if you would personally like to get your hands dirty, uh, that would be a daring or control plus engineering. Uh, but I will say that doing it yourself might take longer. Uh, he'll just do the overall uh, directing, organizing. Okay, so go ahead and roll me a uh, presence plus engineering. And uh, mm -hmm. I'm going to set the difficulty here at a 3 because it is a damage sensor system. Alrighty. Unfortunately, the Bird of Prey does not have rugged design like you guys do. Mm. Um, hang on, was that... Yeah, I did click the right one. Yeah. Pre presence plus engineering. Uh, would ship power systems apply here? I'm going to say no. Okay. In that case, I'll spend a momentum to get the third dice. Okay, so that would be mo one momentum left over. Okay, well, you uh, you pass the task. So, Mirthrin, it takes your lovely engineering staff maybe, we'll say, three hours of travel time uh, to repair the Husnigeb to 
uh, working order, or at least enough working order that a Klingon can go into battle again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, see, he, he has to sort of make a couple of shortcuts that sort of make his Starfleet trained sense of professionalism shudder, but I don't know, the Klingons don't seem to mind. Oh no, the, the uh, in fact, while, uh, while you're supervising Mirthrin, uh, Commander Og uh, comes up to you and she clasps or she puts a very heavy hand on your shoulder to get your attention and she <laughs> says, ha ha, that was a glorious battle, don't you agree? Oh yeah, I was actually quite impressed with it. You. The really maybe second proper battle we've had with the ship? Well, your your ship is, is very impressive. Fought like a true Klingon would. <laughs> uh, you, sh- you should have seen her when we first got out of dro- dock. Temperamental thing. Well, uh, I have a gift for your captain if you would relay it for me. I would be happy to. She pulls out a bottle of 2309 blood wine and hands it to you. Oh, very nice. I will make sure he gets this, with your compliments. Indeed, and tell him that even though uh, we are Klingons and you are Starfleet, know that today we consider you brothers in battle. And sort of like Methrin sort of smiles and nods and like, I, I, I like, does she go for like a handshake or something? Uh, she goes for the Klingon equivalent of such, which is something to the, like, if, uh, if you remember the scene in Predator where, uh, Arnold and I forget the other guy's name, but they do the really intense, oh, yeah. like, bicep flex kind of handshake. It's kind of like that. And Mirthrin sort of gives as good as he got, but of course he does not have the arm strength of a Klingon. Yes, this is true. Uh, you might feel a little bit sore afterwards, but, uh. Yeah, but basically he, he sort of, he maintains his composure until she's out of sight and then immediately starts furiously massaging his shoulder. <laughs> Alright, so that's what Mirthrin's doing. Uh, what are the rest of you doing uh, doing during this three-hour time window? Uh, after kind of, you know, doing some administrating work and kind of making sure all the duty shifts are running okay, I'm going to walk in and ring the uh, captain's ready room door. Okay. Come in. Can actually switch maps now. Uh, ready room. And where's Panex token? There's Panex token. Boom. Um, you find the captain just sort of just lying in his uh, little makeshift bunk with just sort of sitting up, uh, typing half heartedly on a pad in one hand, on the other hand, holding a glass of wine. And I will shoot up at this, but oops. Keep going. Um, uh, I wasn't sure wasn't sure how well I'd do under combat, Mr. Pinek. Last time actual combat happened, I don't remember much after it. Glad to see it worked out well. Indeed, this was an auspicious uh, first combat for the Ophion. Agreed, and the, my please pass my compliments of the ship's performance to all department heads. I, w- I will. This undoubtedly will bolster crew morale for some time. And the Klingons, too. What can I do for you, Exo? I was wondering if you had given thought to our next step, Captain. Uh, now that we know exactly what is go- uh, uh, who is uh, attempted to frame us, we're still left with the uh, predicament of two torpedoes worth of trilithium still out there. 
Agreed. Our first prior... I believe our first priority should be to clean up the Gryon system of any leftover Starfleet technology that might be left to implicate us. And after that, we should probably start chasing down some Nausicaan weapons dealers. Uh, well, it's my understanding that the Trilithium is in the hands of the Romulans. The Nausicaans merely uh, procured the uh, <laughs> falsified torpedo casings for the Romulans. Yes. But hopefully the maybe perhaps the Nausicans would know their contact within the Romulans, who we could sh find shakedown for more information. I don't know. The Romulans are a massive political machine. It's most likely the left hand doesn't even know what the right hand is doing. It does appear to be our only lead. Uh, I shall uh, get together uh, available information. Um, work work with us astrometrics. While I hope that today's showing is enough to dissuade the Romulans from attempting this again. We should uh, find a series of other systems that are that match the profile of the Gryon system. Something that is close enough to be visible to both us and the Klingons. Or maybe even the, us, the Klingons, and or the Cardassians. Uh, I doubt that they will choose another such system. Uh, this was, I believe this was merely just a test bed. Their next assault could be on a highly populated system. Yes, we should we should work out how they were deploying such a weapon. Still, we should go back to the grind system, clean up that mess, and maybe we'll get, get some more answers without Romulans breathing down our throats, throwing around empty accusations. All right, Captain. I'll have a course plotted once we uh, get the Hustagab uh, adequately back home. Thank you, Exo. I'll... I'll prepare my report to the Admiral. And I'll nod and leave. Okay. Uh, so that's Panek and Captain. Uh, we already handled Mirthrin. Uh, that leaves Locke, uh, since Beckett isn't here. Locke is, goes to the replicator, replicates a paper bag, and breathes into it for about five minutes <laughs> at a station. Okay. Uh, Shatsu, since she's on the bridge, just kind of looks over and says, uh, are, are you alright, Lieutenant? I'll, I'll be fine. I've, it's, I didn't think I'd see combat against Romulans this, this soon. I mean, it's one thing to engage them in digital cyber warfare or, or hacking communications. It's another to be taking shots from them. Well, uh, as you have now seen firsthand, you need not worry about such things while I am at Tactical. Yes, your, your aim was impeccable. I, I am very impressed, Lieutenant. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate it. I spend much of my free time running through battle drills to make sure that I'm prepared for just such a situation. Well, it's, it's, it's one thing to do the drills. I've, I've logged my, my fair share of holodeck time and simulators. It's another thing to, to do it in real life when, when you know the, the safeties are off. And uh, even then, it's it's one thing to be in the fields and being under fire um, with uh, hand phasers. It's another when there's a giant bird of prey that large of a, a warship. It's a little terrifying. Uh, speaking of which, uh, I'm forwarding to your station uh, the data I was able to scan uh, about their ship. Uh, do, you, do you perhaps know any anything about this particular class? And uh, after a moment, your console does beep, and you see that she's forwarded 
uh, all of her tactical scans uh, to your station. Haven't seen much. The uh, the, yeah, the standard uh, Warbird was the most recent design we've heard of or seen officially. I know they've been working on more advanced ships that Romans are always working, but getting spies and information from the Romans is always particularly tricky. Didn't we get a, good, a couple decent scans of their vessel while we, they were traveling with us? I would have said so, if not. Yeah. Oh, okay. I did what I could to scan them, but, I mean, you don't want to seem too overtly probing, especially with such a tense uh, situation. I didn't want to start a shooting fight. That's, that's understandable. Uh, I'm simply curious to know if uh, those heavy disruptors are their only tool. I wasn't quite able to determine if they had torpedoes or not. I'd imagine so. From the signature, it looked like it still retained the uh, singularity core of Romulan warbirds, and as opposed to antimatter, so that seems fairly standard. Hmm. I imagine it's just an evolution of the design, like the uh, sovereign class to the galaxy. Shatsu thinks for a moment and says, did, uh, did Mefka not say that uh, this was a a class that was uh, deliberately constructed to go against the Sovereign? Well, that's, that's how the Romans tend to move. We, we, we make a change, they make a change to counter. We make a change to counter them. I wonder how they're going to counter us. She gives you the biggest shit-eating grin ever. I breathe into the bag furiously. <laughs> 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 oh, dear. Okay, uh, so that's what Locke and Shatsu's doing. Um, so before we forget, um, I would like to say that since Shatsu was MVP, uh, let's, before again, before we forget, uh, let's do the supporting character rules. So you can either uh, give her a value, you can increase an attribute, you can increase a discipline, you can give her a focus, or you can give her a talent. See what, what she has so far. Well, she's already got three focuses, right? Mm -hmm. All supporting characters start with three. Yeah. Hand to hand combat, shipboard tactical systems, handheld energy weapons. I'm all for bumping her security to five. Yeah, let's just make her more deadly. I mean, why? <laughs> All right, well. Yeah, no one's debating that. Okay, she now has security five. Done. All right. Uh, and I'll make a note here myself, because you can only choose to increase a discipline once. Okay, right. noted. Okay, uh, so that's, I think, everyone. But did anyone have any supplementary scenes uh, before the uh, repairs of the Husnaged were finished? No, I'm good. Um, oh, um, yes, actually, I have one scene. Okay, uh, um, where's it taking much place? Where, pro probably just in the transporter room. Okay. Um, where the captain receives the bottle and sends off a bottle or two of Commander Beckett's brew. Okay. Uh, with the note, it's probably not as potent as your blood wine, but it is made on this ship with the, from the blood, sweat, and tears of our own crew. Very nice. Um, obviously, you get a, a heartfelt thank you from 
uh, Commander Og. Um, and we'll say, since Beckett isn't here, we'll say he gives her uh, one of the better bottles. Considering how much of this stuff we're giving away, that still must be massive by this point. Well, I mean, it takes up uh, a good portion of the aft deck, or so, you know. I mean, just, just for shits and giggles, let's very quickly look at the MSD. Uh, the moonshine still, as we've qualified it, is that entire bit of the ship there. So yeah, that's, that's a sizable portion. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, they, you're, you're making quite a bit of it. Anyways, uh, last call before I move things ahead a little bit. Actually, uh, oh. Go. No, it's okay. All right, Locke, you I just wanted to have a Sona question. Uh, sure. I, I hear car horns. Oh, that's oh, the Klingons. That, that's at my end. The, the Klingons <laughs> the are signaling. Rowdy. Yeah, the Klingons are signaling they're ready to depart, Captain. <laughs> anyway, Locke, you were saying sorry. As we're sitting around the beer bridge and there's that kind of like that moment of lulls, everyone's finishing their duties, I kind of turn to Sona and like, Sona, may I ask you a personal question? I do not mind it. It's I, I was reading through some reports on uh, the, the Maddox-type androids and uh, Data's offspring, Lol, and it seemed that he, was, he gave Lol the opportunity to choose her gender and appearance. Did I was just curious if you did the same or if, if uh, um, Dr. Maddox designed you with how you are. No, he gave me the choice, much like Data's daughter. Uh, I simply enjoyed the appearance of this form. So how did you come to your decision, out of curiosity? Aesthetics, functionality... Uh, both aesthetics and functionality, uh, much like how Lol uh, made her decision. I spent some time in the holodeck uh, going through many scenarios and uh, quote-unquote different skins. Hmm. One would think that, I don't know, just as a, as a Bolian, I just find hair to be curiosity. So why someone would choose long hair just perplexes me. Well, it seems it is, like it get in the way. Uh, well, it is my understanding that a uh, certain length of hair uh, both uh, shows care for one's appearance as well as a sense of nobility. If you say so. And Sona just waits to see if you say anything else, but uh, if you don't, she'll just... Turn back to her console without another word. Nod and turn back to my work. Okay. Captain. Yes. I would recommend that we uh, increase uh, allocated holodeck time temporarily to allow the crew to deal with any after-action effects that may still be lingering. Absolutely. Let's open up the second holodeck. And also, okay. I was I had an idea a few days ago. Um, Something that I'm sure Mirthrin would enjoy. Um, you're 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 aware, of course, of the holographic support personnel, both in engineering and security. Perhaps we could program them, or perhaps if they wish, we could program them with alternate appearances and skill sets to serve as bartenders on our 
new hol- on our new resort uh, program. Uh, Pidek kind of looks skeptically, but that is your your order, Captain. I just shrug and say, it's just, it's just a thought. Let's see. Uh, it would get the crew used to working with the, uh, the with our support personnel in a more uh, leisure-based setting, which I think might improve their comfort levels. Emergency bartender holograms? <laughs> Why not? I will Everyone needs to drink sometime. Holic emergency? Uh, Shatsu actually kind of speaks up at that. She says, emergency bartender holograms. Oh, this ship. I'm glad I got assigned here. A ship is only as good as the crew that serve aboard it, Lieutenant. Of course, sir. Right now, we're probably the best ship in the fleet. If we were to go by today's actions, we certainly are. Yeah, don't tell Picard. Shatsu just very surreptitiously mimes, like, typing out a furious message, but then she just thinks better of it. (laughs) Alright. So skip ahead a little bit, uh, since we seem to uh, need a little bit of a push. Um, The Husnageb repairs are finished. Uh, Murthrin and your crew, you you come back over to the Ophion, and uh, it doesn't take long for Commander Og to hail you guys on the bridge. Mm Mm-hmm. Commander. Ah, Captain. I once again wanted to thank you for your assistance in battle today. I wanted you to know before we left that we will be submitting a full report to Klingon intelligence, as well as your own federation about what happened this day. You have been doubly honored this day, Commander. Not only have you uh, regained control of your ship from traitorous mutinous dogs, but you were able to assist us in giving the Romulans a bloody nose. Indeed. May honor find you. Oh, May sorry. honor uh, find you wherever you fly. Indeed, and the same to you. And then she Kapla. says, "Yeah, yeah." She says, "Kapla, you beat me to it." And uh, then, unless you have anything else, the screen just goes dark, and uh, you see as the view screen shifts to an external view, uh, the Hustigeb breaks off from station keeping with the Ophion and starts to fly back to Klingon space. Ah, peace and quiet. Uh, uh, Sona, set, a, set us a course back to the Gryon system, please. We need There's some detritus there that we should clean out. Understood, sir. And give me a moment, because I, I gotta shuffle maps here. There we go. And that's no longer there, so go away, Romulans. <laughs> and the Husnigev's not there anymore, so why can't I not select the Husnigev? <clears throat> Ah, surprise! There was They're a Romulan cloaked. ship hiding behind the asteroid the whole time! Yes, there were another Romulan ship. There's a Romulan fleet. Uh, they've decided a whole fleet is necessary now. No. <laughs> yeah, you were never more than six light years away from a cloaked Romulan vessel. They're like spiders. Okay. So I imagine the Romulan countermeasure to the Ophian would be the opposite. It'd be a, uh, three ships that combine into one. Oh, it would be a, <laughs> it would be a Gestalt or Voltron, one yes. or the other. Oh God, I'm trying to imagine what the hell a, a Romulan Voltron would look like. Oh my God. Pro- knowing them, it would look like a giant bird. Yeah, three hawk ships that combine together to a giant robot. Yeah, I, I'm thinking two of the Mogai battleships and like their long wings sort of fold up 
and then they attach to a Dodarodax-class battleship, and you just get this gigantic battleship that can flap its wings. <laughs> or uh, or maybe two Mogai classes just on top of each other, so they make an X-wing. Be another good one. Oh, yes, like the hulls connect, and then the wings display out into an X-shape. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Oh, and then that slots onto the front of a scimitar. <laughs> oh... Okay, we got we got to move on. All right, so uh, you guys uh, arrive back in the Grion system, and uh, Locke, if you would do me the honor of doing your standard sensor sweep, uh, I believe you already know that's reason plus science. Uh, the ship will assist with sensors plus science, and uh, I'm going to set the difficulty here at a three, just because you want to be extra thorough. And we have one momentum left. Yeah, I was going to hmm. say, technically there was a scene change, but I'll let yeah, you keep the yeah. momentum. Second, my iPad is misbehaving and refusing to let me actually connect to roll 20. So I have to pull up my sheet on the actual computer. Okay. Oh, there we go. I saw it rolled. Yep, there's two successes. Okay. Uh, what about the ship? Uh, what's the uh, rolls? Sensors plus science. Okay, so... Uh, I'll let this succeed at cost, but I will take a complication instead of threat. Up to you. Captain? Yes, Locke? It's, should we try extra hard? Absolutely. Yeah. Guess we're taking a complication. Okay. So, as you're scanning the system, you do in fact find uh, more tor more torpedo casings, uh, but you also find what looks to be the remnants of a destroyed comm buoy. And the complication is when you go to scan this comm buoy, or at least the remnants of it, uh, there's a noticeable surge in power, and uh, for a moment, the Ophion sensors are overloaded. Um, I'm going to just roll some d20, and we'll see if there's enough successes to warrant uh, me saying anything further. It is. All right, so the sensors are momentarily knocked offline uh, by whatever device is floating in the debris. You are, for for the moment, you are blind. Lieutenant Locke, report. I think I uh, there was some sort of combo. We only saw it for a second. It looks like it deliberately overloaded our sensors. We're blind, sir. I, I can't see anything. Get uh, them back up. I, I'm trying. Nothing's responding. This I'm pushing out a brick here. Captain, I suggest we go to yellow alert. Absolutely. All right, I, so I fell into a Romulan trap like a rookie. So you go to yellow alert, and uh, Mirthrin, or Locke, either one of you can do this roll. Um, this would be a control plus engineering. Mm -hmm. And since you are, uh, your ship has rugged design, uh, the difficulty repair this, it's only a one. Cool. And I think I'll I have a, talent, a new talent, okay. which is, uh, yeah, I know my ship. Bonus D20 when attempting to determine source of a technical. Problem. Uh, yeah, that would apply. Alrighty. 3d20. Uh, and yeah, Locke, you can assist. 
Okay. Huzzah. All right. And how much momentum does... Right. What was the difficulty? Uh, the difficulty was a one. So you so have... I'm going to say three momentum. Yeah. All right. So, um, Mirthrin and Locke, uh, you both work together. And uh, Mirthrin spots it first, and then Locke notices it uh, a few moments after. Um, the As you might have guessed, the overloading energy signature uh, was indeed of Romulan design, and it accomplished the overload by uh, basically bombarding uh, the Ophion sensors with high-intensity tachyon pulses. But you are able to uh, restore functionality to the sensors. Uh, Lieutenant Locke, give us a full se- uh, system sweep. <clears throat> hmm. yeah. Hi, Captain. Ta- Tachyons is a sensor overload strategy. Hmm. That's actually a new one. Hmm. Can I find this satellite? Is it still there, the Kambui? Um, now that you know what you're looking for, yeah. Uh, it is... Um, you remember that episode of TNG where uh, Barkley gets uh, flashed by the alien probe and he gets like an IQ of 2,000? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it is a similar size of a, a probe or a satellite. Do any of us start feeling smarter? Well, not we that could. you're aware of. It's fairly small, if I remember. That's yeah, it's it's pretty small. Uh, you would have missed it um, had you not been scanning very thoroughly. Cap- um, Captain, we could bring this into the cargo bay and do a, a, a proper scan of it. Absolutely. Um, make sure you dis make sure you disable any of its uh, transmitting and receiving protocols before mm-hmm. tying it into any systems. If we bring it in and put a class 3 force field around it, that should up, I'll stop all outside signals. Very well. Make it happen. And then go through its logs, see if it might have any information as to what launched this trilithium war weapon. Yes, sir. Uh, meanwhile, Miss Shatsu, please track down and beam aboard any of those torpedo casings that might still be around the event horizon. Aye, sir. Alright. Uh, so the way this will play out, and we'll do this quickly and then we'll, we'll go to break, um, is uh, you're able, I, I'm not even going to have you roll for it, um, you're able to get the, uh, the satellite, the device, into a cargo bay, no problem, uh, complete with force field. And uh, Shatsu, of course, does her job cleaning up the system. Uh, but Locke, because I'm assuming this would be Locke doing this, um... Yeah. How do you want to go about interfacing with the probe? Do you want to attach a direct line? Do you want to do it wirelessly? Uh, how are you interfacing with it? Hmm. I want to keep a separation between in the ship. So I take a tri- tricorder and kind of move it from, basically take it off the Wi-Fi and go in there with that, connect to it by a tricorder. Okay. Um, if it needs more power, I'd use a shuttle first rather than the ship. Gotcha, gotcha. Um... How would you feel, and this will represent breaking the Romulan security protocols, uh, would you be okay with a daring plus security? 
I prefer control over security because I don't think he's going to be very risky about it. He's going to be slow and methodical. Okay, if you're slow and methodical, I'll allow control. Uh, the difficulty here will be a three. All right. I'm going to spend one momentum to get an extra dice. Okay. Actually, one second. So I check a talent. Uh, computer hacking is a focus. Yes, that would definitely apply. Computer expertise, which would give me an extra D20 or something for a reroll. In a while since I've looked at that one. Add a bonus D20 to my pulse. Yeah. Wow, nice. So you get that momentum back. Very good. Um, so you uh, you are able to break through the uh, the probes uh, security protocols, and uh, uh, just as a reminder, you can spend momentum to ask a question. But here's what you get: base. Um, this probe uh, was indeed launched by the IRW Intraku. Uh, it was launched uh, approximately two days before the Grion system sun uh, went, uh, well, it imploded uh, due to the trilithium device. Um, its jobs, or the probe's job, seems to have been to record and transmit uh, real-time testing data of the trilithium explosion or implosion. And after that, it was just tasked to... Uh, serve as a nuisance for any ship that might have found it. Hmm. Okay. Cord what I can, see if I can get a, a coordinates of where I was beaming the information to. Uh, let me very quickly pull up my map so I can tell you the proper system. Where is my did map? it keep it? Did it retain a log, or did it just like transmit? No, it it, it has uh, no storage functionality. It is very much just a relay. Uh, here's my map. Um, and of course the map doesn't have it, so I got to go to a different map. Sorry about this. Usually I'd have this written down, but uh, it transmitted it to the Cora system. K-O-R-A, and that would be in Romulan territory. Groovy. That's more evidence of the implicating them. Okay. Pull up what I can, save what I can, and then take that up to the captain. Okay. Here's, here's my report, Captain. Looks like this was indeed a Romulan probe. It was You're monitoring the information. It would have been here before the explosion. And well, I can't pull out any information of what it recorded. There's, there's no sensor logs on it. Uh, it was transmitting to the Chorus um, system. Wonderful news. Thank you, Lieutenant. Fine, fine work. Thank you. Um, I'll add that, my report, to the Admiral. Um... Miss Shatsu, how goes the uh, uh, detection and cl and transportation of the photon torpedoes? Uh, all torpedo casings that we have found have been disposed of, sir. Fantastic. Any? Does anyone have anything else they'd like to do in the system before we uh, head out? 
very well. Uh, Miss Sona, set a course back to Deep Space Daedalus for now. Uh, let's go warp, warp 8. Okay. And that's where we're going to take our break. Uh, so five to ten minute break, and uh, we'll pick up here. So be here. <laughs> All right, I'm back. Welcome back. Oh, thank you. So that uh, that was actually better than I thought ship combat was going to go. I was afraid we might have been stuck in it for, uh, you know, most of the session. Uh, well, she is certainly living up to her warship status, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure and it's one of those things in the rules, like the default saucer separation. It's, you know, you do get two moves per uh, turn in combat. I don't know. It might be one of those things where I have to go back and think about how I handle the, uh, the Ophion in combat, but I was pleased with how that went. Yeah, I mean, if there's saucer, saucer separation rules, I mean, then it's pretty logical to just where you can go from there for stuff like the Prometheus. Right. Uh, running them as NPC ships might be the easiest way, where, like, they get their, their three actions, their one action per scale, like NPC ships, and then one addition, and then every uh, player gets that action. I could see that. Yeah, that, that could work. You know, and again, this is our first time, you know, taking it out for a spin, so, you know, all good feedback. I'm back. Welcome back. Happy to be here. Yeah, so what, uh, <clears throat> what were your thoughts about how uh, combat went, went there, uh, Skull? Anything you would change? Any, any, uh, you know, any hmm. outliers that you felt were bad, good, etc.? I'm, j you know, just first-time ship combat. It's a little different than personnel combat. Mm -hmm. It seems... I don't know, out of this whole system, this seems like the clunkiest part of it that we've run into. You're not just, wrong. Um, but at the moment, I don't have a good way to make it better. 
At least not that I can think of off the top of my head. Right. And I, as I said at the beginning of the session, Starship Combat is something that a lot of people uh, have asked questions about and have wanted to um, have examples of play. So hopefully we gave a good example tonight, but who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? Um, pro- pro- probably would have been a more complete example if we'd actually been in serious danger of getting hurt at any point, but... Yeah, I don't curse my good rolls. Yeah, you you guys blowing their power out of the water was kind of like, yeah, that that's that's a thing. The one thing that might help against that is if resistances could somehow be applied to power drain as well. Hmm. Because um, well, you know, Chester was right. Drain... It's oh, it's broken as power... hell. Like momentum dies. Nope, you cut out there, Mirthrin. We we can't hear you, Bishop. Yeah, we can't hear you, Bishop. If you're talking. lost bishop no damn it i knew we should have brought him back from the klingons <laughs> left him behind damn it <sighs> yeah the klingons just decided to keep uh Mirthrin, you know he's now I mean, every, uh... ship, every ship has to have their math a mascot and the klingons found theirs <laughs> yeah so i think it would be less broken if the ship could somehow roll to prevent power loss mm-hmm. because you know Jester was right that being able to drain a ship that I think was outclassed us was that a size larger or were we on the uh, size? Your size five or scale five, and they were scale six. Yeah, we should not have had that easy a time going after bringing them to their knees. Well, uh, let me or, at least I don't know. I know we rolled really, really well, and you know criticals make for good for lopsided combat in any system. So, looking at the uh, the GM uh, notes in the core rulebook, um, it says that uh, a vessel with five players controlling the bridge uh, could conceivably face uh, several two uh, scale two vessels. Two scale three vessels, one scale four vessel with security above three, or one scale five vessel. So, after seeing today, I think you guys honestly could have taken two uh, scale six vessels. That's of course yeah. assuming we we kept things as they are. Well, how much shields did they have left? Uh, they only took. Uh, well, let me let me look at the page. So I'm telling you the right thing. Uh, out of, out of 15 shield, they had 12 left. Yeah, so we, we barely hurt them, hurt them. Yeah, and uh, and they wasted their shots against the Klingons instead of us, so we really didn't get a good sense of how that could have played out mano a mano. This is true. Yeah. 
So yeah, had they had they targeted us, and even if, like which they just need one power, and they could they could really have hurt one of the ships. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, f- well, hopefully we don't fight them again, but you know we'll see what happens. Reoccurring villains. Yeah, reoccurring villains. It looks like yeah, bishops disappeared from roll twenty two. So my guess is his internet died. Uh, nope. We'll give Here him. There we go. Oh, there he is. Yeah, no, my, my modem decided to nod off to sleep. I was right. I guessed correctly. All right. Uh, well, we're all back, so let me get rid of the big BRB. Uh, okay. So, um, question uh, for Skull. Um, are you going to send your reports, uh, immediately over subspace or are you going to wait till you're in person? Um, I think I would send a brief report over subspace. Just give them the cliff notes version. Um, something along the lines of, uh, source of, uh, source of Gryon system instability discovered to be Romulan use of trilithium weaponry. Um, we'll bring full details in person or something like that. Okay. Um, let me quickly find his token because I do want to make a scene of this. Where is his token? There he is. Uh, so you get a reply back. Uh, the uh, Admiral wants to have a face-to-face in private. Uh, like Very. via, like over a screen, not like in person. Right. Very well. Um, let's open... Uh, open the encrypted link, skull uh, pi1317. Okay. always like it when you add little details like that. Anyway, uh, so Fesso pops up on screen and he says, Captain, I really, uh, I'm looking over what you've sent me thus far. Uh, tell me, this, this new class of vessel, this Mogai class, uh, what was your impression of it? Um, our, my, our first encounter with them, uh, they appeared to have, uh, poorly, uh, reinforced, uh, power relay systems that made their sis- that made their ship, uh, very easy to, uh, depower. Um, however, I suspect the Romulans will not maintain that weakness for long. And while we were thankful not to receive any directed fire, we did see what their weaponry could do to a Klingon bird of prey, which admittedly is a couple, about a decade behind the current Klingon tech, but it still packs a wallop. I would be hesitant to go one-on-one with it, and I suspect it could be a match for even Starfleet Sovereigns. Hmm. Well, uh, I also see here in your note that you're heading currently back to DSD. That is correct. Um, dropping off full mission reports, uh, we we don't have any other leads right now on on further uh, on the further trilithium sh- shipments. So we're going to drop off mi- mission uh, uh, after action reports, and then we're going to head back out to uh, we're dropping off a Romulan combuoy that we salvaged as well as some uh, stolen uh, Starfleet torpedo casings. Perhaps your crews can identify where they came from and how they fell into a Nausicaan weapon trader's hands. 
Uh, on that note, Captain, uh, I would actually advise, and I do want to be clear, this is not so much an order as it is a suggestion. Uh, I would advise heading to DS9 instead. Uh, while DSD could uh, easily accommodate you in this manner, uh, Deep Space Nine is both closer and more well-equipped to deal with this sort of thing. Oh, that's right. We're on the other side of the safety corridor. I forgot about that. Mm -hmm. Right. Sorry, I had forgotten my astro-navigation. That makes sense, Admiral. He just uh, we smiles shall, at you. We shall uh, re-divert course and... Uh, you will you will receive our full mission uh, debrief or our full mission debrief report in encrypted transmission once we reach DS9. Understood. We're Admiral out, and the screen goes dark. I look at the wine and go, "I blame you for this misjudgment." Hey, don't blame me," says the wine back in a voice that sounds very similar to Q. I just glare at it with minor eyes and just wondering if it if my uh. Symbiote is playing tricks with me again. And then I'll stride out to the bridge and uh, just say, Helm, redivert to Deep Space Nine. Aye, sir. And yeah, Sona diverts to DS9. Uh, so the trip to uh, DS9 is going to be, uh, if I have my travel times proper, uh, it's going to be three days of travel time. Uh, the corridor is kind of long. Um, so does anyone have anything they want to accomplish during these three days while en route to DS9? I want to monitor movement along the Romulan side of the, uh, safety corridor. Okay. Um, I would say, uh, with working with Klingon intelligence and with Shatsu, uh, you would detect an increased amount of Tetrion buildup along the border, which could be indicative of cloaked ships. All right. All right. Uh, anyone else? Or shall I skip ahead? Uh, we lost Mirthrin again. Oh, we lost Mirthrin. Rip. Hmm. No, I don't have anything I need to get done. All right, Bishop's back. Bishop, how you doing? Is your modem dying on you? Uh, I, I suspect it's like, like, cause like, the the town I'm in is in the process of getting upgraded to fiber, so I suspect that might be what's causing it. Ah, gotcha. Well, uh, open question. Uh, did you want to do anything on your three day journey back to DS Nine? I can't think of anything off the top of my head that Mirthrin needs to do. Okay. Uh, I think that just leaves Locke. Locke, do you have anything? Nope, not that I've met. Okay. Then the only real event that'll take place while you're in transit is, uh, Mirthrin. Uh, mm -hmm. you get a subspace communique from Senior Chief Stoss, uh, who you would remember, uh, as being the Vulcan Chief Engineer of the Alexandra. Hmm. Curious. Well, he sort of opens it up. Okay. So uh, you establish face-to-face uh, -face communication on one of the engineering panels, and uh, the Vulcan chief engineer of the Alexandra kind of doesn't smile back at you, but kind of nods in your, your direction and says, uh, Lieutenant Commander Mirthrin, it is a pleasure to see you again. 
And also you. I understand. Oh, what do I owe the pleasure? Well, it is my understanding that ships operating within the same area of space sometimes uh, enjoy increased efficiency if they enter in friendly competitions. Oh, yeah. So I would like to propose that we engage in such a friendly competition to see which chief engineer can get a higher power conversion level from their engines. <clears throat> and Mithrin sort of like corner of his mouth sort of curls up in a smile I think I can take you up on that very good well the bar has been set at a efficiency level of 96.1 I'm due to start my shift soonish we'll see how We'll see what the numbers are when we're done. Very good. And let us say that the victor, at perhaps a month's time from now, will receive a bottle of vintage Vulcan wine, if that is acceptable. That, sir, you have yourself a deal. Excellent. Well, best of luck. Stoss out. And the screen goes dark. <laughs> And yeah, it's actually about this time since you, uh, you, you're you in engineering, so uh, as this is going on, uh, your lovely uh, slaw uh, crew members, Anixia, and Prag just kind of look over, and Prag says, We're going to beat him, right, sir? Oh, absolutely. Do, do you want us to pull double shifts? What, what's the play here, sir? Now, I think we win this by playing smart, not hard. I've... If we pull double shifts, we'll put our maintenance crews into the ground and they'll be worn out by the time, by the end of the month. Nope. I'm going to... I'm going to go away and... uh, I have some ideas. I'll get back to you. Zenixia, in what you've learned is typical skimming your mind type things, Zenixia says, um... I'm not so sure remodulating the EPS conduits will do it, but whatever you'd like to try, sir. Hmm. Uh, Maybe we can do things... uh, All right, maybe... Oh, let let me think, let me think. Uh, Now, specifically efficiency is the thing here, rather than raw power. So I'm thinking if we bleed a little bit of power away from... Uh, the warp coils we can stabilize things a little more and sort of sort of patch up a few of those power leaks we've been having when the ship goes at full throttle Prag nods knowingly and says aye we can do that and you know if need be we can always undo the changes afterward indeed I'll get this duty shift started on that then yeah I, I think dropping our top speed from warp 9.97 to warp 9.68 is okay if it gets us a bottle of, of, of Vulcan wine. <laughs> well, as long as it's you telling the captain, sir, not me. <laughs> Alrighty, let's get to it. Alright. So, uh, I'd like you, and we're just going to do this in a very loose fashion, uh, rather than doing a full extended task. Um, I'd like you to roll me uh, two 
Uh, we're going to call this a daring plus engineering because you are kind of going off book. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to set the difficulty here. Well, I'll give you an option. You can either try to pass uh, two difficulty twos or you can attempt to pass one difficulty three. It's up to you. Mm. Actually, I'm going to make it a difficulty four because you are an engineering. It does get knocked mm. down to three. I always forget that the chief engineer is, as long as you are on your ship and have engineering staff, any engineering thing you do is reduced by one because you have an advantage. Right. <laughs> yeah, I will not use jury rig because that sort of defeats the whole purpose. <laughs> uh, so you're sitting on three momentum. So uh, two, scene change, so there's two momentum. Okay, so two difficulty twos or one difficulty four? Uh, one difficulty three. Uh, one difficulty three, okay. Yeah. Two. I think I'll go for a broken go for the difficulty three. Okay. Uh, would I be able to claim computer expertise for this? I'm going to say no, uh, unless you're doing something unorthodox with the computer core. Mm. Yeah, but basically what he's doing is like throttling back the maximum warp of speed of the engine and then using the excess power from that to sort of just distribute through the systems and shore up a few of the leaks and stuff okay yeah uh it's a good idea but your computers wouldn't help you here all right Uh, i will instead go with uh ship power systems warp field dynamics for my focuses okay one of those two yeah both would apply so i will spend the momentum to get a third dice okay Mm-hmm. Applicable focuses. Hey, would nice. you look at that? So I didn't even have to spend a determination. <laughs> so uh good news. You have beaten the record of ninety six point one. You are getting an efficiency of ninety seven point two. So you like get a montage of all the stuff happening and then end of sh- shift we're looking at the screen and like the thing ticks up to 97.2 and there's like chairs all around, high fives, flaps on backs. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a very motivating thing for your core of engineers. Alright. Um, unless anyone else has any other scenes. Uh, let's... I, I, wanted to oh. do, I wanted to walk into engineering from the turbo lift. Okay, sure, yeah. Uh, we'll say this happens right about the time as they're getting uh, reports back about the uh, the efficiency level. So you walk on in. Uh, I guess hearing the tail end of this, I will congratulate uh, Commander Marthrin, or Lieutenant Commander Marthrin and, and the Chief. But uh, my primary reason for being here is to check in with uh, Zenixia and see how she is faring after our uh, brief engagement with the Romulans. Okay. Uh, would you like this to be as kind of a semi-private sidebar, or are you going to just kind of uh, walk up to her at her station and converse with her there? Fine. Oh, say again, you cut out. The station's fine. Her station's fine. Okay. So uh, she looks over to you and she says, uh, Ah, uh, Lieutenant Commander Panek, uh, what, to what do I owe the pleasure? Uh, I have come to see how you are faring after uh, our engagement with the Romulans. Uh, you may not be used to space combat. Indeed, it was my first time seeing such. Uh, 
honestly, it was it was very exhilarating uh, seeing everyone around here uh, operating and yelling at each other and making sure the power was rerouted certain ways and uh, making sure the shields were shored up. It was it was it was indescribable, really. Well, I would uh, like to inform. I would like to allow um, to assure you that uh, it does not always go quite as favorably for us as it did this time. And that you should be uh, prepared for such occasions. Oh, of course, of course. Uh, before uh, uh, the Romulans surprised us with their uh, treacherous actions, uh, we did not have uh, ample time to discuss this, but after meeting with the captain, we have decided to grant you the uh, rank of specialist for the Ophion. And uh, she bows her head respectfully and says, uh, Thank you, sir. I will try to live up to the title. I will be expecting you to live up to my uh, expectations, specialist. Nice, yes, sir. Nod to Lieutenant Merthyn and Prague and then head back up to the bridge. Okay. So before I forget, I need to tag Zenixia's token. I'll just note it as a GM note for later. Okay. Uh, any other scenes before DS9? Nope, I'm good. Alright, to DS9 we go. And where is DS9? There is DS9. Alright, so, uh, eventually, uh, you once again arrive at the very uh, prominently uh, designed and looking DS9. And uh, you currently see that the Alexandra is docked on one of the lower pylons. It's only a model. Yeah, it's only a model. Um... And uh, you are cleared to dock at upper pylon number three. And uh, Captain Kira Norris, as who I'm sure you are familiar with, uh, she extends uh, a courtesy to, or to Captain Skull that uh, he and his crew can uh, commence shore leave uh, for however long they choose to stay. Absolutely. Well, let's give us a couple days to rest and make refit anything that needs to be refitted um the connect can work on can do ensure that uh shore leave's schedule is followed appropriately um mr Locke, if you could please see the transfer of our captured romulan satellite and reappropriated um torpedo cases to their security uh or their science labs for more in-depth studying, that would be appreciated. Aye, sir. And in the meantime, I'm going to go to Quarks, I think. Okay. Uh, you going alone, or are you taking somebody with you? Um, hmm. I'd like to bring Locke along whenever he's done with his immediate tasks. Okay. Uh, I'll just before, throw some tokens down. Before Locke goes running off with the captain for libations, I wanted to pull him aside uh, and real quick. All right, sure, go for it, Lieutenant Commander. Uh, is my understanding that DS Nine is quite the hub of information, and that you are uh, accompanying the captain to quite uh, to such a an um, a purveyor of such. Uh, currency uh, I've uh, gathered that yes uh, this would be 
an ample time to uh, find out more of what we can about these Nausicaa and weapon, uh, weapon traders and uh, pirates. Uh, so keep your ears open and ask uh, relevant questions, Lieutenant. I'll do what I can. Although I, I am not a, I was never a field agent in my previous postings. I believe you can get done what needs to get done. I serve. And that's it. Okay. So, uh, Lock and Skull, uh, you walk into Quarks, and Quarks is, well, Quarks. It's it's busy with Dabo tables, busy with people drinking, laughing, having a good time. Uh, as you would expect, Morn is at the bar and currently chatting up a Dabo girl, and the Dabo girl looks like she wants to die. So, everything is normal at Quarks. Naturally. Mr. Quark. Ah, Captain Skull. I was wondering if I'd see you in here again. Uh, tell me, how how's the ship doing? Ah, the ship is perfectly fine. And he, I have brought the uh, case of Andromeda whiskey, I believe, is what was owed. So, Saul Smybar here, because I do want to make sure that this is said right. Um, Andromeda stuff? Yeah. Classified at level nine, which is one below ah, captain. I thought that was what was named. My apologies. Yeah. Uh, ah. It's Sabine Lager, I think. Sabine Lager, my bad. I okay. know that we were talking about calling something last session. I don't know if it made it to Quark's ears or not. Um, well, I mean, it is Quark, so it's hard to tell. Okay, so Sabine. Sorry, Sabine Lager. Okay. My bad. No, it's okay. I, I just wanted to make that small distinction because it does make a difference. Yeah. Um, so he yes, says... No, d- spilling to Quark, oh, by the way, we found a l- gateway to the Andromeda galaxy is like, that That will have knock-on effects. Well, right. the, to be fair, the uh, Defiant went out to guard that gateway, so who knows, really. Indeed. For, for all we know, Quark has replaced one of their uh, replicators with one of his listening devices, but whatever. <laughs> Anyways, that's another. Anyways, <laughs> I have brought a case of um, recently brewed uh, Sabine Lager as per our deal. Ah, well, uh, you can tell uh, your commander Beckett that I've already got a back order for twenty cases of the stuff. Well, fantastic. Um, we'll see if we can't. I'll see, I'll see if we can't uh, brew some better quality stuff. If you might happen to be willing to, say, trade something for it? Yeah. Usually, uh, Commander Beckett makes the, the call himself, but uh, if you want to go the extra mile, I'm sure we can do business. Well, call me a bit of a go-between this time around, as the uh, chief is busy tending his still right now. Ah! I'm, I'm pretty sure that there is some rule that says let the, the, the sellers do the selling while the makers do the making. I feel like that's a rule of acquisition. Like, out of character. I think that is an actual rule of acquisition, but I can't remember the I number. don't know it offhand either. Anyways, but Quirk says, ah, yes, I'm very familiar with this adage. So, tell me, what, what are you after in particular? Well, we're interested in what you might know about these aforementioned Nausicaan weapons traffickers and some torpedo casings. Um, We've managed to recover at least some of the stolen goods, but we're hoping to find out where the smugglers might have 
come from or where they might have gone into once they entered Romulan space. Ah, well, you might have me confused with another Ferengi. I I don't deal in weapons, even torpedo casings. But if I did, and I'm not saying I do, I would maybe have the Nausicans meet me in some uninhabited, untrafficked system and maybe steal from Maquis Surplus. But that's just me. I raise a bit of an eyebrow. Interesting. I thought that all the Ma- I thought that all the Maquis had um, been uh, neutralized since the Jem'Hadar. But I suppose that was just them, not their arm- armament stash. I don't suppose an enterprising young an enterprising gentleman of your lobes would have locations. And I'm going to pull out some of the Latinum stipend that Starfleet uh, gives various senior officers and slide, a, just sort of surreptitiously slide um, five strips across the table. Okay. He immediately just swipes them and pockets them, and he, he leans over in a very quieter voice. He <laughs> says, look, as long as you don't tell Kira this, I'll level with you. The commander and I, our relationship is strictly professional. Well, uh, if you go to these coordinates in the Badlands and he shows you or modifies your pad with the coordinates, uh, you'll find uh, perhaps what you're looking for. Thank you, Quark. As always, it's a pleasure to do business with you. Oh, indeed. Now, I don't suppose those strips can get myself in lock here some of your mid-range ales? We'll see what we can do. And uh, he goes and shuffles off to uh, get you your drinks. While um, that was, conversation was going on, I wanted to keep a really close look on like the rest of the bar and make sure no one was watching us or observing us. Just kind of casually glancing. Uh, oh boy, would that, what would that role be? Uh... I'd say control or I'd say insight plus Insight plus uh, security is for a battlefield. Well, it's just, yeah, secure. I think security would be the best one just because it's being secure. Yeah, let's do an insight plus security then. Um, I'm going to set the difficulty here only at a one. Not my power stats by any stretch of the imagination, but um, espionage focus. Yeah, that would apply. Very nice. You guys get a momentum. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's one of those uh, stereotypical scenes in DS9 where the bar is just being a bar and no one's really paying attention to what uh, what Quark is saying. And uh, since Odo isn't there uh, pretending to be a cup, as far as you can tell, no one else is the wiser. Um, as an, once um get our drinks and find a t- I'm just going to sort of hush-hush with Locke. Um, so, if I recall from one of your um, daily reports, Lieutenant, you were working on a nanite listening device? It's uh, something I've been working on. Converting nanites into microphones and having them transmit. The The tricky bit was getting them to coordinate as a transmitter or a storage device. The amount of information they could transmit and store was pretty particularly limited. 
interesting. I'm very interested in finding some real-world applications for this this invention. If we happen to stumble upon some trafficked weapon caches, do you think that the your inventions might be useful in finding out where certain weapon, where certain material might be heading? Hmm. I could definitely modify them. Get some. There are another only prototypes, and there's not many of them. But I could, I, I could definitely do something. We've, we, we'd have to get really close. They would definitely function as a, a tracking device or a little bit of eavesdropping. But... And especially one that the enemy has no idea about. I like you, Lieutenant. You're very resourceful. It's, I, I try to be, sir. And we're, I have no real... Yeah, so... I'm just going to raise a glass and... So, Mr. Locke, I've been asking this question of all my senior staff in... It's now been six months. As time for the half-year review. Um, I have no complaints with your performance once... The, aside from the mark on the Zavois Prime, but you've carried yourself with uh, excellence since then, so I have nothing to complain about. Thank you. I, I'm glad to be meeting your expectations. Yes. I just have one question. Why did you join Starfleet? I... It's... Hmm. It seemed to be the thing to do. When I was young, I was... Well, I was approached, really. Um, offered... Uh, I was... I intercepted a Romulan communication... Bolius is particularly close to the Romulan border. And I, I noticed some unusual signals, which turned out to be a Romulan listening post that caught the eye of certain parties in Starfleet who pushed me to, to join Starfleet and then pushed me to join certain divisions and departments. Um, <laughs> and so really, it's, uh, joining Starfleet has almost been the path of least resistance. It was never really an act of choice. It was it was just something I was recommended. Then why stay? You're a brilliant mind. You could make it in any R&D facility in Federation space with your habits and you seem you appear to have severed ties with Starfleet intelligence. I I suppose it's just idealism. It may sound a little naive and foolish, but I really do believe in what the Federation stands for. And that was probably what encouraged me to not stop and push me to keep trying is I really believe in the Federation Starfleet. Fantastic. No, it's it's nice having um it's nice to see that such a spirit is proceeding even after a bloody conflict. Well, it's it's after the conflict is when we need the, the idealism the most, I think. It's when the cynicism can slip in. Agreed. Agreed, Lieutenant. Now, there was a Andorian Dabble girl. Have you seen her around? <laughs> uh, up on the upper mezzanine there. Ah. To your, to your health, Lieutenant. Yes, and you, sir. 
I'll take my last swig and I'm going to go up and find this Davo girl. Okay. So while Skull is off doing that lock, um, a gruff-looking Bajoran uh, enters the bar with a package. He looks her, and this package is about the size of a uh, about a small crate. So maybe about uh, two feet by one feet by three feet. So it's it's. Small by crate standards, but it's still bulky. Suitcase. Yeah. So he looks around, uh, he sees you, and then he makes a beeline for you. And uh, he, as soon as he's within range, he puts the parcel down on the table and he says, this is for you. Okay. Thank you. I'd recommend not opening it here. Of course not. And then, unless you stop him, he's going to very briskly disappear off into the crowd. Yeah, I let him go. Okay. I take the pack. I wait. I wait. You know, five beats, and I take this like the case and just kind of set it off um, by my side, just resting on my legs with field pressure. Okay. Um. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to tell what's in it quite yet. Like, it doesn't make any noise when you shift the box. No sounds of rattling triples. Exactly. So I, I wait a, a little bit, have another drink, kind of relax, and then I go off somewhere quiet. I definitely don't go to the ship, so I go to uh, kind of a hallway somewhere. The, the least occupied habitat ring, the parts of the habitat ring. Okay. Open it up. Uh, so once you open it up, uh, you see inside a disassembled TR-116 rifle, as well as a note. Okay, what's the note say? The note simply says, you may need this in the future, and it is signed dash R. All right, I close the case. Make sure it's. Uh, is there a lock? Uh, there is indeed a lock, and we'll say the combination was on the note. Yeah, or I imagine it was just yeah, not not keyed to my fingerprint just yet, or what have you. Oh yeah, that that works better, I think. So yeah, it's, I key the lock and set, set it, set the combination, a thumbprint, and then seal it up. Okay. This is that uh, teleport rifle, the transporter rifle. Well, so small sidebar here, like the default TR one one six doesn't have the micro transporter. Um, this one also does not have it, but Locke would have been able to gather from what he saw in the case that there's enough titanium bullets to mow down a small platoon. I mean, you could certainly attach the micro transporter if you wanted, but. Uh, this is basically Starfleet's version of a projectile weapon uh, in the future, in the 24th century. We seem to be collecting quite an armory of interesting <laughs> rifles. <laughs> I fear what we're going to be using them against. What well, is always also very handy. And oh. Useful against those Borg. <laughs> So, uh, titanium slug. All right. Yeah. Um, 
I guess I return to the the Ophion. Hmm. Mm. Security locker or quarters? I find a, uh, go to this one of the security lockers, the armories on the alpha section, and I put it off into the side there, trying to find one of those out of the way nooks between places, and just kind of try to put it there. Okay. Uh, while you're doing that, um, Shatsu will poke her head in, and she says, uh, oh, "Lieutenant Locke, uh, we don't usually see you down here. What, what, uh, what, to what do we owe the pleasure?" Oh, uh, just throwing some new gear that was requisitioned. She raises an eyebrow and says, "I was not aware of any new weaponry coming aboard." Oh, just some, just some specialized equipment. The, should the need arise, we are going into the the unknown. After all, you never know what uh, what extra precautions are necessary. Uh, she walks a bit closer, kind of inspects the uh, the case, and says, "Well, uh, I don't want to make an order, but I, I would like to see inside since I am chief of security." Hmm. She's lieutenant too. Can she actually officially? Um, my understanding is because she is chief of security, uh, she's kind of like Beckett where she can pull rank on, uh, most high ranking officers if it's for the matter of security. I guess I acquiesce. I'm like, uh, yes, sir. I pull it out and open it to her. All right. So she just inspects the contents, nods and says, ah, a, uh, a 116. Always wanted to get my hands on one. Uh, just make sure that you follow proper protocol when checking this item in or out, and uh, we won't have a problem. Aye, sir. Yeah. Uh, she smiles and says, uh, hopefully I don't seem too strict, but it is rather much my job to see these things. Understood. Ah, well, if you'll excuse me, I have a uh, a racquetball competition to get to. And then, uh, unless you stop her, she'll wander on out to go to her, her uh, racquetball match. Just because I am a little paranoid, I also am going to wave a tricorder over the uh, the rifle before putting it away, making oh. sure there's no little hidden surprises. Uh, okay. Uh, no, it appears to be just your standard inert case. Uh, no transmitters. Uh, nothing buried within the components of the rifle that would be concerning. Just seems to be a, a nice rifle. Oh, good. Yeah, tuck it away nicely. Uh, put a log entry into it that I've stored armament into the security log. Keep a nice little paper trail that I did something, but not very specific. Okay. Right. Um. So the last kind of scene I have in mind, unless anyone has anything else. Panek or Mirthrin, do you guys have anything? Because if not, I do have a final scene for the captain. I'm good. I'm doing paperwork. <laughs> okay. Uh, I guess Mirthrin's just going to go find uh, the chief engineer of the Alexandra and uh, turn up with the specs. Okay. Uh, of course, uh, Senior Chief Stoss promises that uh, he will beat you uh, as soon as he possibly can. Uh, but you... Well, he makes this comment, which sounds like he uh, 
he thinks you're getting away with it because you have three engine rooms to play with. So... Oh, I, I, I will not challenge this assertion. <laughs> uh, but basically, imagine friendly rivalry uh, is what goes on. Um, so yeah, let's, let's do the scene with the captain. Uh, that way we can bookend the session nicely. Um, so captain, maybe about midway through you chatting up the Endorian Davo girl... Uh, you get a communique from Captain uh, Norris, and she says, uh, Captain Skull, you're receiving a Priority One transmission from uh, Admiral McLaren. No, really. No, please continue. Your uh, insight into the uh, dynamics of a trinary star system are most interesting. I'm wondering why you haven't joined Star... Oh, yes, uh, Captain. Please, route it. Th- uh, is it a priority in private conversation? Uh, yes, it is. Very well. Um, I will take it in the uh, security chief's office, if that's all right with you. Of course. Very well. I'll be there in a couple minutes. I'm so sorry to. L- I'm so sorry to leave, my dear. I'm afraid that duty has called, but I will send you what information I have received on some very interesting nebulae formations. Um, perhaps you'd be interested in studying them, and perhaps they will get you through uh, your Andorian Science Institute application. The Davo girl just kind of goes and says, I, I would really appreciate that. Thank you. And I'll head, uh, head over to the uh, security station. Okay. Uh, the Thankfully, the, the chief of security has already been told by Kira the, to expect you. Uh, so you all you have to do is walk in and the, the security chief walks out and uh, you secure the room. Right. And uh, what comes up on the screen is a human male... Uh, he looks Irish in, in descent, uh, but he does not speak with an accent, mostly because oh. I can't hold an accent for shit. Uh, and he says, uh, Captain Skull, uh, I, understand, I understand you are currently at DS9, is that correct? That is correct, sir. Well, we are currently sending uh, you someone in a little bit change of plan. Uh, we are sending a specialist to rendezvous with the Ophion to install experimental sensors that might aid in your search for cloaked Romulan vessels and anything related to the uh, trilithium explosives. Uh, This specialist will arrive in approximately a week and a half, uh, during which time the Ophion is free to do as they wish uh, within the sector containing DS9, but you are to remain nearby. Very well. I'm assuming that these orders now supersede those assigned by Admiral Thesso? Oh, indeed. I'm his boss, so I would certainly hope so. I Very well. Oh, uh, orders uh, acknowledged, Admiral. One final note. Uh, the specialist will have further details and further orders for you when he arrives. Uh, you need not treat him like Admiralty, though. Treat him as you would any lieutenant commander. Very well, sir. I'll keep it. Oh, we'll be in the area awaiting his or her arrival. Understood. McLaren out. And the screen goes dark. Specialist from Starfleet. Why is it always specialists from Starfleet? And yeah. I'll, un- I'll unsecure and make my way back to the Ophian. Okay. Uh, would you bring in your crew and let them know this yet or yeah. not? No, it's it's a change of uh, it's it's a change of mission parameters. So yeah, 
I will let them know that um, that the ship will be under can undergo some uh, lo some local local work if there's any to be done. But we'll we're to stay around Deep Space Nine until the specialist arrives. Okay. Uh, so uh, we kind of end the session with a nice little external shot of the spinning DS9 station with the Ophion attached. And yeah, that's where we're going to end the session. So uh, obviously, uh, I will say this on air, next session we will have our guest character. Uh, I look really forward to seeing uh, how that works out. Um, we might go for a little bit longer next week if everybody's okay with it, probably around 6.30 or maybe 7. Uh, we'll play it by ear. We'll, we'll see what everybody's schedule is like. Um, but other than that, uh, players stick around for after session uh, discussion. But for those of you watching on Twitch or on YouTube, uh, thank you for watching and bye bye.